0: see the jersey so you know it's game day is game three the pivotal game three but before we get to all that good fun jazz and adventure welcome to your favorite show on a wednesday we are here at gentlemen's talk you know who i am i am the ceo of hoochie daddies incorporated in my best miami vice fit mr gq
1: I am the co-president of the Fuck Around and Find Out Club, DJ Michael B. And in the words of my boy Troy from the sidelines, hey, yo, let's get it on a Wednesday. Happy Gentleman's Talk Wednesday, people. Man. Yes, I'm very hyped about this episode. Look,
0: ugh, let me crack open something nice real quick. So this is something new. This here is called Peach Party from Blake's Cider Company. This is a peach and blackberry cider. Well, where did you get it? You know I got it at ATV. Here
1: everything's better haven't done that in a while that's the plug like right there, man and that whole fire too oh yeah this episode is going to be fun we got a lot of funny things coming up we got a lot of fun things coming up i'm i'm excited um what
0: it do, cj cj the president of them punk ass jets you know it the ceo <laughs> of the fuck ass jets <laughs> <laughs> oh man 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 so we got it going it's going to be a good show. We kind of flipped the whole order of this motherfucker upside down for you, ladies and gentlemen. So upside we got to down get this show started hey. with arguably the most important part because you saw the thumbnail if you've been paying attention on YouTube. So let's get it cracking this way. Man, that damn thing, right damn. Now. I'm telling you. Look, let me hold on. I gotta. Uh Hello, it is. oh. Guys. Uh-oh.
2: Look, at that.
0: look at that right on time, right before the segment started. It was fantastic. Lady. Your time could <laughs> not have been better. First Lady, what's happening?
2: What is up? Thank you, gentlemen, for letting me come through again. I'm still kind of at work. I ain't left yet. But I did want to come through and tell you about the segment. And tomorrow, we're going to be talking about basically, did Did the Heat figure out the Nuggets? Were they able to figure out Jokic and come up with a plan? We're going to get into all of that, Um, all the first two game breakdowns, and then game – well, tomorrow we're going to get into game three because that's tonight. But we're going to talk about all of it, talk about basically is BAM the key to them winning and what the Heat did differently to win game two. So we're going to get into all that. And plus I'm going to talk about Cliff Paul getting cut, which it it was a long time coming. We're going to get into that. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was a long time coming. Hey,
1: Zamar, before you go, real quick, right before you go, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I got two things for you. All right. Who's winning tonight's game?
2: I'm going to be biased and say because the Heat might have figured them out, they might win because Bam Bam is the key. I feel like he got to get his points. He got 21, I think he got. Sometimes he should be getting rebounds. you don't get the points. He got to be able to get his good 20 and 15, 20 and 10, whatever, for them to win. That's what I think.
0: And All I- right. Oh boy, your are ghost. Girl, the king of hey, blocking thing Before you
1: leave, we got, we, we got an exciting topic tonight. So I got to ask you, what is your favorite childhood cartoon?
2: I'm going to take it back. Darkwing Duck.
0: Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> she hit it with a meme classic. Hey, that was a fire-ass theme song, though, with that one. It was. Hey, I listened to the theme song today. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> that, was my, that
2: was my joy. I ain't going to hold you. But,
0: yeah. No, that's, like- that's fire. So, see, the, look, the more you know, I like it. So, make sure y'all <laughs> tune in to Player versus Team tomorrow. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Uh, I think your, your boy, your ghost, said he was going to jump. Oh, there you go. He said he's going to jump in the show tomorrow, too. So, might add to a All little right. bit of that fuckery tomorrow. So, oh. like we talked about with, with Player versus Team, bring your bias, but bring your facts and leave your feelings at home.
2: Exactly, and I know that y'all doing the shows, but since y'all are Heat fans, it would behoove y'all. Can I ask Mel to come? Who's through? y'all?
0: Who's that? no, 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 no.
1: I'm a Jimmy Butler fan, not a Heat fan. <laughs>
2: that you can't do that. That's like
1: yes, I can. I'm a Rockets fan. True, Jimmy Butler's just my favorite player to watch.
2: Okay, all right, all right. I can, I can, I can, I can concede with that. It's, it's player versus team, so the player and then, all right, I got you. I got you. But um, you a Heat fan, so Mr. GQ will behoove you to come through and rap. Especially to get this W tonight, so that's all I got to say.
0: i Anyways, with him, so. uh, I'm
2: gonna let y'all get back to it. Y'all talk. Y'all trash and millionaires again and trash the Skip Bayless, which well, he should be trash. But yeah. <laughs>
0: well, don't you? Worry. i to dump the whole dumpster on his ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I'm gonna let y'all go. Thank y'all so much for letting me come too.
0: I appreciate it. Right.
2: Appreciate it. Bye.
0: All right, so back to your regularly scheduled program. Like we said, y'all make sure y'all check out Player Versus Team. Oh, look, Calvin's still talking about his Jets. Hey, man, it's okay, man. It's okay. When y'all go 6-12 and or whatever it is, I'll be happy. I don't want to get too far off topic because I'm ready to get into this, but did you see what the Jets did, though, about canceling their, their camp? Okay, I'm gonna let you look into that, and I'm sure we'll talk about that on Friday on Inside the Huddle too. Because that was kind of a big deal that happened uh today, I believe today or yesterday, I think it was today. But I was reading about it, I was like, say what? But let's get to these dumbass millionaires because boy, we got four of them. This conversation started with one, and then DJ Michael B sent me one which gave us two, and then this other idiot decided to add himself to this trifecta to make it three and about. 45 minutes before the show, number four decided to make a special guest <laughs> appearance. So That is how this shit happened. So, you want to get it started, DJ Michael B? All right, everybody.
1: Y'all know one of my favorite things. If Joseph is around, and Joseph, I know you're listening somewhere. Oh, my God. I couldn't wait to do this. Former cowboy Antonio Calloway. All right. Mm. Got caught driving. He got pulled over. You know, that all that all sounds innocent until you hear what the hell happened. This idiot got caught driving with a suspended license. Bruh. Listen. You made hella money in the NFL. This dude here. Y- you made hella money in the NFL. You have enough to afford a chauffeur. And what you want to do is drive with a suspended license. And congratulations. You have made the dumbass millionaire list on June 7th, 2023 on Gentleman's Talk. You're an idiot just like the rest of the cowboys in the world who believe the nonsense. This is what y'all do. Y'all expect the player to equate to the human. Well, you got your case this time. The player wasn't good. The human obviously isn't that good. So welcome to the list, brother.
0: Go ahead and take it away, GQ. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Mr. Calloway. Use a dumb one. You couldn't get your license renewed, my guy. Come on, bro. Now, your license was suspended, which means you probably did something prior to that and you didn't take care of your business. And you gave the Cowboys exactly what ammunition they needed to go on and drop them sizzles and cut you.
2: Mm. And now, you
0: ain't got no job. You got fired on your day off. Hey, you know what? We
1: need to do a, uh, we need to come up with our own phrase for when somebody gets cut. Cause you know, when somebody gets eliminated from the playoffs in the NBA, they go fishing. I came up with the one in for football, they go hunting. We got to find one for when somebody gets cut.
0: Okay. Oh, we can, we can definitely figure something out for that. I'm sure we can get real, 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 real creative with that. So let's keep this thing moving. Cause I want to talk about Mr. Isaiah Rogers. All right, something about cats and the last name Rogers just can't keep their name out the goddamn news. So insert another Rogers, this dumb motherfucker here, then added <laughs> to the list of NFL players who have been caught gambling, betting on sports games, bro. When everything went down with the Detroit Lions, everybody should have been on notice because this ain't gonna be the last one. This won't oh, be no. the last because. What we learned from this story is that Mr. Rogers was using basically somebody else was placing the bets, but the trainer found out, some other people found out, and like they were, it was kind of like a whole little Cahooshian type of situation. But the point is, why are you gambling on your sport? Because the way this story goes, he bet on not only against his team, but he also bet for his team a few times, which that is exactly what Roger Goodell wants to get away from. Because if you, the player, is betting for and or against your own team, there's a possibility for a lot of things going on that we don't need to... Yeah, there's just a lot of things that we don't need to deal with in that regard.
1: For the betting man out there, because I think the they man. understand how it could be manipulation on both sides.
0: So... Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. So... So, welcome, Mister Isaiah Rogers, on June seventh, two thousand and twenty-three, to the Dumbass Millionaires. And at some point, we will do a Dumbass Millionaires Wall of Fame, and we will highlight our favorite Dumbass Millionaires. Which I can almost be willing to bet you money that somehow, some way, John ja Morant will be on this list somewhere, relatively high. Oh, the Hall
1: of Fame, because
0: you know especially we we not in, even getting to John this week. The finals, we find out. No, we oh, yeah. we'll talk. We'll save him for after the finals when they find out what his suspension gonna be. So, can can, can I introduce the, uh, the next can, one? Perhaps You know what? Take it away.
1: All right. So, years ago, I was in college, and I don't want to reveal my age that much, but I don't even care because I'm still young. Back in uh, 2010, I had a moniker of a name called the Baytown Skip Bayless. Back then. I like the name, you know, because I was always out there debating, especially with this one on the screen with me and a couple of others. But now what a disgrace it is to call me the Baytown Skip Bayless. This dumbass millionaire disrespected Shannon Sharp, and that caused the spiral. For those of you that don't know, Shannon Sharp will be leaving undisputed after the NBA Finals. And even though it hasn't come out yet, I'm pretty sure it's differences. Let's just say that. For those of you of you that haven't seen the clip yet, Skip took a personal shot at Shannon Sharp about Tom Brady being 10 times better than he was, even though Shannon also has three rings, which is, I think, the most among tight ends, by the way. Um, and Shannon Sharp is also probably... A top five tight end all time. So the gap really isn't that wide. But he took a personal shot at Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp got heated, took his glasses off. And Skip told him, put your glasses back on. Bruh. Need I say more? If you don't understand that, I guess you're not in the black community. Because basically that insists you're not going to do nothing. And here we are today. Shannon Sharp has reached a buyout sometime last week and he will be leaving undisputed, which leaves people like me a fan of Shannon Sharp and the show uh pretty confused. But I think Shannon Sharp made the right call. You don't disrespect me like that and think I'm gonna stick around and help you make some damn money. You don't lost your goddamn mind. Mr. GQ, take it away.
0: So um to First jump on your first um you the first thing you said he is not the all-time leading tight end with championships. That is Rob Gronkowski with four three to Patriots won with the Tampa. Oh, so sure you're right. But you know, just want to you know throw that out there. Good fact um, that though. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta talk about it because this is not the first time that Mr. Bayless has been a reckless talker. Because we know hold on. What up, Troy? If there's one thing that we've learned in his time from ESPN on cold pizza by himself to first take. Now we're going to go to first take. This man has notoriously said a lot of reckless shit, not just to Shannon Sharp. He said stuff to Michael Irving. He said stuff to Stephen A. Smith. He's he's just been just all even back when him and oh man was it Rob Parker. There we go. Rob Parker, him and they used to go toe to toe. Hard and them used to go back and forth. You forgot like, the main
1: one. You forgot the main one from back in the day.
2: Jalen
0: Rose. Oh, um, what's happening? I see you. Look, the chat Telly is live. In color. What I'm talking about? What's good, Mr. Telly? So. Again, this man is doing something that you're not supposed to do in this life. We call it burning bridges because you can't cross burning bridges. And not only is Shannon Sharp leaving undisputed, he is leaving FS1. They bought his, his, his contract was bought out 100 percent. His contract was bought out. So either he is going to do now, there's been a couple of speculated rumors floating around about there. Um, I know shortly after that story broke, um, Stephen A. Smith on his podcast said, hey, I welcome him to come on the first take, and he would sign off on it. So that's already being floated out there. I don't know if we want that level of personalities on TV like that. That would be pretty crazy, but I'm not going to lie him. Dollars. Listen, Sh- Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith, J.J. Reddick, Kendrick Perkins, that shit would be pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Or even Swaggu. that shit would be dumb. Or Michael Irving, that shit would be just nuts. Swaggu. But- if if I'm being if I'm being honest, I'd, I'd like to kind of see Shannon Sharp just kind of be floating around, like make your appearances on ESPN. I'd love to see him on NFL Network. I think he would do great things on that as well. Like I just kind of like I know he I believe if I remember correctly before he got to FS1 East, he was on uh, I believe it was CBS Sports. I believe he was on the CBS Sunday Sunday. Sundays. Yeah. So we went from CBS to and he did a couple of appearances on ESPN and then Fox Sports one. And then, you know, here we are now. So. But back on the regularly scheduled here skip got to stop burning bridges. Cause now undisputed is not going to be the same. Like you don't, you don't think of a show like undisputed and think just skip Bayless. It is, it is skipping Shannon. It is skipping Shannon's undisputed. It ain't now. It's just going to be like, now what? Who, who, who at Fox sports one, do you bring in? You're going to bring in, you're going to now I've, this is another rumor. I don't know how we're going to feel about it, but I've heard Bobby, the rumors of Emmanuel Acho replacing shannon sharp i don't know how i feel about that one i don't know if their chemistry would their chemistry would fit on everything that does not revolve around normal issues when you start talking about your social injustice issues and everything else the chemistry on screen will be phenomenal when they start going back and forth on sports i don't know i don't know i don't see it yet like i watch because i watch what they do on speak and I like I like what, you know, what um, what Acho and, and Joy Taylor. I like what all they do. You know, they they have a great little chemistry. Rick Buecher, who's really good, and then you know Shady McCoy doing whatever it is Shady McCoy does. What well, Shady McCoy
1: is the other one that's rumored to take the spot. Well, okay,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip on that one. So I don't, I, I don't, like nec- the, I don't know if I necessarily like that one, but I definitely don't like it. But
1: you know. Um, Eddie House is another another person that has been rumored to be uh interviewing for it. So I think him and Eddie House won't have chemistry on
0: anything yeah, I don't outside so of You know what? Bring JJ Redick in. Fuck it. He'd have to terminate his contract with ESPN. I don't know if that'll. I don't. I don't know if he wants to make that. You're right, but I'm just saying. You know, just 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 a thought. But. I told you we had a surprise dumbass millionaire. Yes, so you did. The funny here's the funny thing about this particular millionaire, right? He's in the same boat as John Moran. He's a newer millionaire. He's kind of new money, but the problem is, and it's ironic, they're in the same draft class, which makes this shit even more funny. Um, so they're in the same. No, they they've been around. He's been around the league, but he has not played near the amount of games that John Moran has played. This man has not been on the court very much at all. So I think you have an idea of who I'm talking about because he I definitely know exactly who you're talking about, not even an idea. Ladies and gentlemen, let us bring in Zion Williamson. (laughs)
2: Oh, Zion, Zion,
0: Zion, Zion. Boy, you found your way into this conversation and I wasn't even expecting you to show up. But since you can't show up on the court, I guess you'll show up on Dumbass Millionaires. So here's what goes on. This story like has- is still unraveling. So like the full on oh. story is not even done yet, but it's unraveling. And boy, it's who you want to talk about some shit.
1: It's getting there missing. Some,
0: there's some Snapchats out there and some all, but let me just talk about it. So Zion, first of all, congratulations. You have a baby on the way, which we're, we're now aware of. That's not the issue. The issue is you have a mistress <laughs> and you told this mistress that you, you told this mistress you didn't have a girlfriend and all of a sudden you got a whole ass kid on the way. And this mistress who now will have a name, her her name is Mariah Mills. Some may know her, some don't. I don't really know her. I just was like, I take, so I don't know, but I will be doing more research after all the, the tweets that I was able to see finally that she tagged him in without hesitation. So let me, this, that's why I always make sure I check off, Before these shows start that this is not for children Because ladies and gentlemen this show is not for your children So if your children are watching I do not apologize Because I'm about to read these motherfucking tweets Verbatim Because I ain't got to explain that shit out So very first tweet that she sends out I let you spit in my mouth last week When we fucked You could have told me you had another whore pregnant How was that going to work moving us both to New Orleans You think I would have found out That's the first tweet All right, next tweet I told you, I told you he was gonna be the next, the next king next to LeBron. I motivated you. Your baby mama is the reason you gain weight. She toxic. I hate this for you. I hate that for you. Honestly, you hurt me with this one, and I couldn't sleep last night. I motivated you to get back in shape. I let you fuck me all kinds of ways and film me on your phone, and you impregnate a low budget porn star. DNA test or I'm done. So. This is just getting more and more. So, and then so people started going in on it. Oh, you making up this, that, and the other. So she comes back with the Snapchat shots. You sound stupid. This is literally my man. And I never once looked for Cloud or anyone that posted. I was in New Orleans. I was loyal to you. And you got a thought pregnant. And then she shows the Snapchat conversation that has two videos saved. These videos have not been leaked yet. And if they were, I probably most likely wouldn't be able to show them on the stream anyway. So Hi. if they come out, you know, keep your eyes open. So this whole thing, and she just went in. She posted another tweet. She's got, like, his name, of course. She's got, when you move, how how much you expect me to pay you a month. I'm super excited. So, like, he was setting up a whole-ass double life. And she just kept tweeting, you couldn't even impregnate a real porn star. Like, you better pray I'm not pregnant, too, because I'm definitely late. So the layers upon layers to this story that is not finished yet just is fucking crazy to me but this is what zion been doing since he ain't been able to be on the on the court hey you he remember been uh, the, he been he been playing around in the back
1: you you you, you remember uh dark Knight oh black night black night i mean, remember back, when yes. woke up with, with, with the girl next to him oh man i, I got a message for uh zion's mom Hey, your son is a freak, and you ain't even know.
0: But I'm like, come on, bro. Like, so this this, is what you do? Like, you're more concerned with, well, I guess you ain't have nothing else to do. Your team ain't make the play. You ain't make the playoffs. You ain't made a deep playoff run. I don't think, hell, I don't think you made a deep playoff run since Anthony Davis was there. And I don't even know if that counts as a deep playoff. I think they made what, second round when Anthony Davis was there? Yeah, they swept uh, Portland. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. But what have you done since you've been in the league? You have showed off every piece of clothing in your closet because you've sat they, down more than you've they, actually played on the floor. Like, don't get me make, wrong. When you, when he's on the floor, he's he's a very efficient player. You know, he, he doesn't shoot a lot of shots, makes a lot of his shots, makes a lot of his free throws, great rebound. He's a double-double machine. But you know my, my,
1: my best motto for sports The best ability is what? Availability Uh so sir, that goes We did not mean availability Like the way you're doing right now You are living by Lil Wayne's Words The fruits of my lawn I enjoy them while they still ripe And that ain't a good look <laughs> Right now You I about know. to have a Gary Payton moment You about to have a Gary Payton Jr. and a Gary Payton II Come on dude
0: Dumb-ass millionaires, man. That's how we go. That's how we do. That's what happened. So now that you all see this. Oh, boy, these millionaires. Y'all make content so easy for us. I I swear. (laughs) It it don't matter. Every
1: week I be like, damn, I don't know who I'm going to do for dumb-ass millionaires or who we got. And then, sure enough, lunchtime comes around and one of these idiots done, done something.
0: Or a whole bunch of them.
1: This might be the biggest segment we had on Dumbass Millionaire so far. Four of them in a week.
0: And that's the best part of it.
1: And as soon as this suspension uh, comes after the NBA Finals are over... John Moran will be the first inductee. Yeah,
0: he, he will be a... He will be a repeat offender. Oh, man. I can't deal with the
1: toy gun thing. Oh. I don't even... Bro. We just gonna you know what? After the finals. Let's, let's go ahead and move on from, from this. Because I'll be able to talk about John Moran all day if we don't.
0: Right? Like, it would just... I don't know. It would just be ridiculous. Yeah, it'd be ridiculous. So you want to cross them up? Let's cross them up. All right, let's cross them up. You already know what time it is. I'm going to sit back, relax, and let DJ Micah B take it over.
1: Invented by the NBA perfected by me this is the thing we call the crossover like i said explain every week for those of you that don't know what the crossover is i pick something and equate it to something else so most of the time it's comic books sometimes it's something on tv that relates to real life so i think you're going to like this one because it has to do with the greatest anime of all time in Dragon Ball Z. Hmm. Or Dragon Ball hmm. Super, whichever one you want to do. So, Either one. so, for those of you that know, the history of Dragon Ball Z goes uh, deep. So, originally, Vegeta and Piccolo were villains. Yamcha was a villain. Tien was a villain. Chao Su was a villain. Cool. So, as Dragon Ball, the original series, went on, Uh, All these people turned over. And then the second saga in Dragon Ball Z, when Vegeta came to Earth, Vegeta turned over. And now they're all friends. They're all friends and colleagues and this and that. But every time we go into battle in Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball Z after the Namek Saga, you got Vegeta, Goku, and pretty much the rest. The third wheel changes so, 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 so often in Dragon Ball Z. At one point... Your third wheel was Gohan in the Cell Saga. Uh, a couple of times, the third wheel was Piccolo. In Namek, if you watch after Vegeta dies, there's Goku, Gohan, and Krillin after Piccolo pretty much gets beat down. In Dragon Ball Super, Goku, Vegeta, whether it's Boo, whether it's Gohan, whether it's Piccolo... Then we have the Dragon Ball Super movie where it's Gohan and Piccolo and then you have Pan as a third wheel.
0: I guess... Don't don't forget in Dragon Ball Super, there was a couple times when it was ironically Frieza too. Absolutely true during During the the tournament. During the the, the tournament, yeah. Android 17 as well. Android 17, who was an X-Factor in that whole thing. MVP? I've been saying that forever. (laughs) So...
1: For those that you ain't caught on yet, we are going to talk about third wheels on an NBA championship team. These are the best third wheels since the year 2000. Mm. I'm going to start off with honorable mention first. And 2000 to 2002, I'm going to have two players because it's going to be a slash. Glenn Rice and Robert Ori for the Lakers. Okay. Robert Orry came a big glenn Rice was the third leading scorer. I actually put another dash and put Rick Fox. So
0: I'm so you have you have Robert Ori as the third wheel and you have him as an audible mention. That is crazy.
1: well no no no. This 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 is just the third wheel. This is I'm I'm picking that whole bench as the third wheel because every oh. game it was somebody else
0: stepping up. What well, I mean just That's looking at looking at like like Robert Orry's history like he's well, of course, you know, yeah. I don't have to tell yeah. you, you know, especially you. That's one of your fantasy basketball team names, the Ori scale. Oh, but, um, so you know, you know this, but you know, yep. Starting after the honorable mention with number five. Oh, I'm sorry, I got one more
1: honorable mention the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Everybody, <laughs> not named Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd everybody
0: bro whole, <laughs> it didn't matter whole, who it whole was squad. Jason Terry the whole, <laughs> the whole squad, squad. Chandler, like that whole squad oh yeah oh, cool. Mary, it, it didn't matter who
1: Deshaun Stevenson it doesn't matter JJ Bur- it, it doesn't matter the whole squad so Man. come in at number five and a lot of people will be like why is he so low I got Manu Ginobili and the reason why I got Manu Ginobili so low is because a lot of the times he was also the second wheel as well because him and Tony Parker traded back and forth, depending on who was hot that game. And Tim Duncan was the de facto number one. So I got Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker also has a finals MVP. That's the reason why I picked Mono Ginobili over Tony Parker. Not number four, you're going to appreciate this. This is two people on one team. Antoine Walker and Gary Payton, the 2006 Miami Heat.
0: Man, I was just watching the highlights from game three, 2006, when the Heat were down 2 0 to the Dallas Mavericks and D decided to drop 42 on their head. On their head. With a bum knee. Shaq played one of his worst games in the playoffs. He had nine turnovers in that game and D came through. Antoine Walker and Gary Payton were beyond effective
1: in this series. Defensively, Gary Payton was the second best defender. Offensively, I, mean, I agree with that. Offensively, it could be made a case that Antoine Walker was the second best offensive player in that series because Shaq had off and on games. And granted Shaq was a little bit older
0: um the year before. Mm. We'll see wait till yeah. you of the list.
1: Yes, give me a second. <laughs> Before, so moving on to number three. Rip Hamilton, the 2004 Detroit Pistons, slash Rashid Wallace. Because the de facto number one and number two on those teams were Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace. Yep. Chauncey Billups won finals MVP. Ben Wallace is the only member in the Hall of Fame. That tells you enough right there. No slights to Rip or Rasheed.
0: So I got a but, question for you. Go ahead. I, like, so does does Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace, do they remind you at all of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo? Yes, they do. And I've been saying, oh, my goodness. Good shit, because I thought about that. I, I think, did not think I about think the it. only The only difference is I do think that I think Billups had better court vision, but that's because he's a traditional point guard and Jimmy Butler obviously is not. He's a he's a small he's a small forward, but but he's had to be in that guard position. But it's very similar. I mean, Ben Wallace is. Oh, here. Here we go. He said, bam, ain't no fucking Ben.
1: You're right. Bam. Bam is not Ben. Yeah, absolutely right. Bam is the opposite of what Ben was on defense on offense. He's a consistent threat on offense while Ben was a consistent threat on defense.
0: But at the same time, here's where I push back the on play saying the Bam is not a Ben is they're built almost the exact same. They're shorter wow. players who had to play the four and the five guarding big time centers. Streak on ben it, Wa- your damn autobios, your Ben Wallace's, your Amari Stodemeyer's, your smaller players who have to play the four and the five because you don't truly have a, tr- a true big. Granted, that Pistons team did have Rasheed Wallace, but what was his biggest problem? Foul trouble, technical Granted, foul. So, what did that mean? Ben had to play a lot of four and five because Rashid was always in foul trouble, getting text, kind of like Draymond Green, who I almost forgot to mention to Draymond Green is another one of those that's like a four or five hybrid if you will like all of those guys were those hybrids before you got those fives like your Joel Embiid who started stepping out and shooting threes you know like your Carl Anthony Towns like before those your your Giannis before those players came about you've had players that are built like this it's not a slight at Ben it's a compliment because Ben Wallace was one of the well, first of his kind and I'm glad that players in the NBA that we still have players like that because Ben Ben had to guard Shaq and Ben swatted Shaq's shot a few times. Like, God, like God. And Ben Ben had a stupid vertical for not being a seven-footer. Facts. That's interesting.
1: Ah, that's that's very interesting. Um, sure. Okay. Going back to this list, number three. I read your number three, my bad. Number two. I couldn't choose between these two. So I wrote them as 2A and 2B. Okay. They They played for two different teams when they won championships. So, 2B, Lamar Odom Mm. on the 2009 and 2010 Lakers team. And somebody's out there talking about, well, what about Andrew Bynum? Well, Andrew Bynum was hurt the first time they won. Andrew Bynum could could barely play the second time they won. Mm. Slash Drew Holiday. The perfect Damn. compliment for Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo because all three of them were very good defenders. All three of them are very good defenders. All three of them could score the ball on all three levels. I I have no words to describe what Drew Holliday meant to that Milwaukee Bucks championship team. And you know I'm a big Drew Holiday fan since UCLA. And last but not least, I'm going to wait for GQ to get back on camera because he, he needs to be on camera for this one. He has to be back on camera for this one. But just to elaborate a little bit more for the people that forgot about Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom was one of the first key pieces that were traded to come to the Lakers to help Kobe win a championship. Even though Covey demanded a trade, they got Paul Gasol later. Then they drafted Andrew Bynum, and as y'all know, the rest is his story. Right? Had to go so, Had to go
0: grab a special guest and decided not to go to sleep. Galissa, what's she up? Her doggone head off. She you over there smiling. Hey! You gonna say hi? That's uh, my girl. alright Y'all already Andrew. know.
1: And the number one on my list third best option. We had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago, and for those who are going to say, well, what about Draymond? What about him? It's absolutely ridiculous that Draymond Green might go to the Hall of Fame and Rasheed Wallace doesn't. Okay, so that's my stance on, on Draymond Green. The number one... Jeremy, go on going to flash that shirt for him real quick. Uh, the number one third wheel since the year 2000 for me can only go to the one and only guy from Dallas, Texas, who won two championships in Miami, Chris Bosh. I don't need to explain nothing else from the rebound to the pass to Ray Allen to the block to save game six to him having the best record when the other two don't play out of the big three in Miami, which is very, very underrated because a lot of people don't know that. So I think Chris Bosh lost two games when d like LeBron. That, yeah. play. I mean, 20 and 10 guy when he was in Toronto. Y'all gonna stop disrespecting Chris Bosh. Bro,
0: for sure. sure. Go go look at his numbers prior to Miami. It's not like the dude was a slouch in Toronto. like. And it's not he was putting up 20 and 10
1: and not making the playoffs because he was... This was not a Kevin Love situation. Was no. not. One year he averaged 24 and 10. I don't want to hear it. So, the best third option since the year 2000 is Chris Bosch. All you Draymond Green fans, suck it. I don't care.
0: There it is, no, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with it. If I had an applause button right now, I would applaud. I like it. I'm a fan. I think. Um, that
1: would have been my second applaud button this week after my uh my epic rant on Monday. I hope you caught that one.
0: Yeah, no, I, caught, I caught, I caught, I caught, some pieces of it, and it was it was definitely it wasn't too bad. Um, I guess I'll throw another honorable mention out there, even though he like the team hasn't won a championship, but he is definitely a third wheel of a team, and that is Marcus Smart. I'll throw him out there because there are just times like just in the last five years when when it seems like the Celtics are out of a game. Here comes Marcus Smart dropping threes out the, out of nowhere. And that shit is mind blowing. Like it, it, it annoys happens. me like, at times. It does. It annoyed me during the Miami series. I was like, bro, I was, and I knew it. I'm watching him like bro. Marcus Smart finna start hitting threes. Like I just knew it. I was like, he's finna hit these threes. And sure enough, that's what happens. So, that
1: dude will start to wheel the ball in the basket.
0: It is crazy. No, like, no, and it just it just goes to it just it's just a testament to him as a player, like being a smaller guy who didn't, who was kind of, I'm going to say overlooked. I mean, he went to Oklahoma state, you can't be o- overlooked and you went to the big 12. Cause when we talk about college basketball, you watch the big 12 for a lot of your college basketball stars, big 12, the, the ACC, like, you, you know, these guys, like, it ain't like Marcus yeah. Smart was unknown just like Trey young. When he went to Oklahoma, he went from being unknown to known really quickly. So something about that big 12 spotlight on it. So just to give everybody an update for those who are not watching the game, it is 29 all in the second quarter. So we are having ourselves a back and forth game three, which is a hell of exciting game. Let me run down these stats for you real quick. Um, Jamal Murray's got eight points. Jokic has 10. Aaron Gordon's got two. Michael Porter Jr.'s got two. And I don't expect nothing more
1: from Michael Porter Jr.
0: All the points of relevance. Uh, Gabe Vinson's got five. Butler's got 10. Adebayo's got nine. Uh, Kevin Love for three. Kyle Lowry's got two. Kevin Love scored. Wow. Yeah. Um, so far, uh, Gordon's in foul trouble and Caldwell Pope. He's got both have two. Nobody else has more than one at the moment. Uh, Butler and Adebayo both have blocks. And let's see who's killing the game from three. So far, nobody's really killing it from three. Uh, Kevin Love's one for two. Gabe Benson's one of two. Um, the Nuggets are one for two, three, four, five, one of seven from three right now. Okay. But here's what I know about the Denver Nuggets. And I've talked about this with some people because there are those who like to look at stats and analytics and all that type of shit like that. The Nuggets have the biggest discrepancy home versus road when it comes to wins. They actually drop considerably on the road. They obviously, as you can tell from the stats, they didn't lose a lot at home. They lost like once since like March. Like it was stupid. But then when they go on the road, they literally drop like 30%. Well, they've been undefeated
1: at home so far. Miami is the only team that beat them at home.
0: So all I'm saying these next two games are going to tell a big story about the finals.
1: Speaking of differentials, How about your team before this game being plus 90 in the fourth quarter throughout the whole playoffs? I saw that, and that was
2: point
0: differential. Well, they showed the first, second, third, and fourth quarter, and like the fourth quarter, they like it's a massive difference. Like, but it just goes to show you clutch is clutch. Not only if you're a superstar, an all star, a, a G League, or whatever, clutch is clutch. And when the not only that, uh,
1: that just shows Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA right now because he knows how to turn it on and make whatever adjustments he needs to make throughout the game. And in the fourth quarter, he has it figured out every single time. Because you're not only going to be plus 90 in the fourth quarter just by outscoring people, you are stopping people. And Eric Spolstra doesn't play his best hand until the fourth quarter to bring it home.
0: No, and and not only that, and I've said this, I'll stand on this mountain. I don't care if I'm by myself or not. You have to blow Miami out. If it's close, you just might lose. And close to the Miami Heat is 15 and under. Yeah. Like, if you're up by 15, you still ain't out of the woods with this team yet. Like, obviously, we just saw that in the previous game. They were down 15 and that shit didn't last because what did they do in the fourth quarter? A 17-2 run. What are they do in the third quarter? A 14-4 run. Like, they will they are literally like, playing the Miami Heat is like dealing with Rocky Balboa. He will take every single bit of your best shot, and then he will knock you the fuck out. Yep. And the Heat will take your best shot, and then they will get up, dust themselves off, and give you their best shot. And it just might wear you the fuck out. dirt off your shoulder <laughs> somebody got it <laughs> so that's how that goes so shall we move on bring it, yes let's move on let's bring it down just a tad then we're gonna highlight this show and bring it to an all-time phenomenal level but we got to get this real talk knocked out first You know it. All right. So, yes, of course, I played 2042. Season 5 just started today, and I was playing a couple of hours ago before we did all this stuff. Good shot by Kevin Martin. Goodness. 100%. So, we own this real talk. So, for those who have been around the world of Gentleman Talk since we kicked off, you know, when we start talking about relationships and certain key words, we tend to spark interest in things. So... I came up with this one in particular because every now and again, I'll be on like TikTok or something when I'll be just scrolling. Speaking of TikTok, before I get into this, did you know that the average person swipes up on TikTok enough to the height of a skyscraper in New York City? Well, I do
1: not add to that because I am definitely not on TikTok. <laughs> so I absolutely I absolutely,
0: I absolutely add to the twin towers because I'll be <laughs> I'm t- when I when i be in it, I'll be in it. Like, boy, my algorithm is all over the fucking place. But oh man, I bring that up specifically because somehow my algorithm has brought me into the world of toxic. You got all these people, all these influencers that are embracing toxicity. And I'm like, hmm. But why? And like, depends on what side of this, excuse me, what side of this spectrum you want to live on. There are some that embrace it because, hey, they're going to be toxic to me. I'm going to keep that same energy and I'm going to max that toxic with them. There are those. Then there are those who are attracted to toxic, which blows my mind, first of all. Why the fuck would you be attracted to red flags and toxicity is beyond me? And then there are those... Who are just so toxic that it's disgusting and yet there is a massive amount of people that are literally gravitated towards it. So my question to you, my co-host DJ Michael be why do we embrace toxicity in society? I think people just embrace
1: toxicity because it's the fun thing to do right now. Toxic is just a hot word right now Like the red flags thing Toxic go hand in hand The red flags thing was a real big thing For the past couple of years And now because the red flags thing Is a big thing people are going to fire back And they call it toxic And a lot of the times It's just embraced because That's what you have in your head That doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do But it feels good when you do do it
0: You know It don't feel good to me
1: It don't feel good to me being toxic, but people they they embrace whatever you do to them, do back to them. You know, I'm saying it's one of them things where it's just it's dumb, and it just gets followers. Yeah, shut up, goat. Okay, so still my guy though. Um, But yeah, I mean, just. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so big. I don't know why it's a catchy thing. Toxic. It has to be the stupidest thing, and I mean, it gets views. You argue, somebody I records it you put on social media, it
0: gets views. The argument can be made that we are, as a society, just toxic in general. That because, that's probably. Excuse me. Instead of breaking up a fight, the first thing we do is we pull out our phone and record it. Instead of helping somebody in a potential domestic, you know, semi-domestic violence situation, you know, some some guy, you know, beating on a woman or vice versa, some woman to decide I'm going to start teeing off on this dude because he's not going to hit me. We just record it. We don't we don't we don't break it up, you know, because there is, you know, when there's many involved, a lot of things can happen. So, yeah. All right. Cool. I understand if you're by yourself and you don't want to get involved because, you know, maybe you can't fight. And that's cool. You know. Kudos to you for recognizing that you can't fight. Got (laughs) you. But if there's nobody, yeah, true. But when there's a group of you, like multiple of you, like more than three, three of you can, at the minimum, grab one of them, push them off to the side, get in between. There's lots of things that can happen. Now, granted, do you want to take the chance of it escalating into something worse? Probably not. But sometimes it's okay to just stop something from getting worse. But we don't do that. I agree. In- instead, we embrace it. Like when a student decides to put their hands on a teacher, and we record it. Instead of stopping that teacher from getting hit, hurt, whatever, we record it because we're waiting for that teacher to do, you know, to do what any any self respecting adult's going to do: introduce that child to the fuck around and find out community. I was waiting for you to say it because I sure was going to say it. Because it's the truth, like you, like this, um, this very emboldened generation that thinks it's perfectly okay to put their hands on an adult, even if it's a, you know, a high school kid, you know, let's just say, you know, 15 years old, putting your hands on a teacher that's typically from somewhere around our age or older, or sometimes a brand new teacher that's around 25 ish or so, whatever the case might be, but you put your hands on an adult point blank period. What do you think is going to happen? I'm sorry. What do you think should happen? Because <laughs> here's the problem. The first thing is you have zero idea who that teacher is. You just know them as a teacher. You don't know who they are when they take the badge off, when they when they in their comfortable clothes. You don't know what kind of background they got. Like, you have no idea. Like, let's, let's, take, let's, let's put this into a, a perspective that you and I will be very familiar with. Let's take a HISD teacher. At an H.I.S.D. high school dealing with kids that are from Third Ward, Southwest Side, all that type of junk like that. Where the fuck you think them teachers from? In the same damn place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you, do you really want to fuck around and find out what that teacher is about because you want to push buttons?
1: That's a good example, man. I'm not going to lie that. That's a real good example.
2: It, because
0: am I am I wrong, though? Like no, if you fuck definitely around right. with a teacher and you go to a school like let's say you go to Lamar, let's say you go to Lamar, and I'm not talking about Lamar and Bowman, I'm talking about Lamar the high school in the southwest side of Houston. Yeah, and you fuck with the wrong teacher because it's probably from the southwest, or you go to A Leaf High Ooh. School and you fuck with a teacher that's from A Leaf. Like what the fuck you think finna happen? You go to Channelview North Shore and you fuck around with a teacher that's from them particular area. You about go to the that you and I went to. Know, baytown lee baytown sterling gcm bca for all that matter and you fuck with somebody that's from baytown and you don't know what side of baytown they're from whether it's central Heights, whether it's from magnet whether it's from old Bay Oak condition or old condition or you don't know you're gonna fuck around and find out real quick <laughs> real quick <laughs> and you ain't gonna know what to do when they pop your ass in the mouth that's all i'm saying that's important. Oh man, you need to, you need to be the, the the lack of awareness of surroundings of this this generation is mind blowing. I am fortunate. I am fortunate. I am fortunate. I'm. gonna Knock on this wheel real quick. Then none of these kids have tried to test me. I was just about to get there. And be like, so I hope
1: none of these kids ever try you because, Lord,
0: nah, they 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 talk. Talk is cool. Like we are roast, and you know this. You've done the same with the kids that you've dealt oh, with yeah. in the communities and schools and all that stuff like that. Yeah. They go as far as roasting, and I'm like, "Hey, that's cool. You can roast. Just don't be surprised if if I light your ass on fire. Because I'm not gonna like. Don't don't dish it if you if you can't get it back. Because I promise you. And I tell this these kids, and I say it to anybody. All right. I'm like, listen. If you try to deliver that smoke to me, I promise you, I deliver this motherfucker faster than Amazon same day shipping. (laughs) Hey, this smoke smoke comes in waves. And a smoke, hey, where there's smoke, there's fire. And when I start smoking you, I'm finna set your ass smooth on fire. I remember uh, working in junior
1: high, and there was a kid, and he was like, "Ooh, bro, this one, bro, and it just had got hot. Oh, this was like 2014." That man was like, "Ooh, bro, I will fire you up." I said, "Dude, I don't know how old you are." He was in sixth grade. I said, "I don't know how old you are, but." I suggest that you shut the hell up while you're ahead. Because the minute I decide to roast you, you're going to cry home to your parents. And he was like, you can't roast nobody. He said whatever he said. But 15 minutes straight, I proceeded to roast this little sixth grader. To the point where he started crying. And he was like, man, you're mean. And this, I was like, I told you leave me alone, but
0: you wanted to do it. So, welcome to the club I have a platinum membership too. Fuck around and find out. I'm gonna put it to you like this. Here's what these kids need to understand. We are from the generation of roasting. This is what we did during lunch. There was a song, a rap song that came out while we was in high school, in middle, no middle school, going into high school. Looking I'm sorry. Boy. Looking boy. Like, if you like that is how we were able to test what kind of a backbone you had. Is if I if somebody cracked a joke whether it was a your mama joke or whatever it was could you roast back but here's the great thing here's the greatest thing about that for the most part I'm gonna say about 88 percent of the time it didn't resort in a fight breaking out now it would absolutely resort in a in a roast battle happening 100 well, 100 but it know- might turn it, but it might turn into a round table of roasting where all of a sudden it's about six seven eight Cats involved. Wait, well, you know the problem was back then. You
1: couldn't be mad that somebody roasted you and tried to fight because everybody was going to jump you, since you okay. want to be
0: soft. Well, there's that, and then I'm like, let's let's take an easy example, right? If somebody was roasting you for being ashy, could you really be mad? No. <laughs> like, fam, she put lotion on. Let me look. <clears throat> Us melanated folk, if you wasn't carrying lotion in your backpack or in your locker, you were slipping. Because if you know one thing about Texas, boy, it's bipolar than the motherfucker out here. I'm guilty. And when it's cold outside and your ass at that bus stop, oh, yeah, check your hands when you get on the bus. Them hoes look like you've been fighting with Johnson & Johnson baby powder, and you lost. Like, don't, like, if you didn't, like, a family company. you had to know the females that was carrying the bath and body works lotion, because we was all rocking that the cherry blossom. You know we was you know we was doing it like big facts. If you wasn't carrying cocoa butter like a lot of us was, you had to go find the females that had the bath and body works lotion. You just did. Or, you know, if your mama was cool we, you know you had someone you kept it in your locker. Whatever the case might be. Simple or if you had chap lips, hey fam, I'm sorry. You you asked for it. Chapstick don't cost that much. Chapstick back then was long was damn near less than a dollar at one point.
1: Yeah, I'm about to say, did you have a dollar in your pocket? You can afford some chapstick. Like,
0: boy, you could buy a little round of Carmex for like eighty cents. Yeah, you know, that would last you forever. It felt like forever because it's going to you know, last you at least three or four winners Yeah, or like you know, like there were certain things you're like, all right, if you now if you clowning like somebody like dusty ass shoes, I'm like, all right, it's a little different because you know you don't know everybody's situation. Somebody might be having some hand-me-downs or, you know, some thrift store type of shit. You don't know. But if you allowed it to be a target, you had to be able to defend yourself accordingly. That's just what it is. I notoriously got told that me and me and one of my classmates, Reggie Butler, we always got told that we was Oreos because we black folks that talk proper. So they always called us Oreos. Oh, Reggie Butler, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, but that that was because he's he was from Michigan. But, you know what I'm saying, we didn't talk like everybody else we talk more proper and I'm like, so I didn't need it. Yeah, but but that was it was a point for them to roast, but I'm like yeah, you could do that, but I'm intelligent, which means I'm about to, intellectually, I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> nor, you, do man, I
1: care, nor do I care that you say I talk like a white person, because while you think that's an insult to me, I feel good about myself because that means I know how to talk proper no matter where I go.
0: I fit 100%. in. And not everybody can say that. There's a time and a place for Ebonics and everything else. And the corporate world is not the place for that.
1: But uh, you know what? We strayed away a little bit.
0: Let's get back to this uh toxic well, thing. Did we Did we really? We, we strayed away a little bit. But overall, bit. the most important thing about it is we need to do better. Yeah. Let's just start with that. We need to do better. Stop point, making toxic trend, man. Y'all got to stop this.
1: There's nothing cool about Toxic. There's nothing amazing about Toxic. All that
0: shows to us is you're ignorant. You're ignorant. My Toxic trait is shut the fuck up. Stupid. <laughs> My Toxic trait is that too. Ask GOAT. go to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, um, quick update on the game. 47-44. Miami's down by three, two and a half minutes left in the second quarter so not too bad it's it's this is gonna be this might be the highest scoring game of the series because this is this ain't this ain't this is kind of getting there now I know game two ended I think it was a seven point I think it was seven point game and a half it was like 50 to 57 something like that but they're they're scoring at a, be even closer they're scoring at a relatively high clip like they they scored both teams well, it was 24 at, it was tied at 24th into the first it's currently 23 20 in the second so not too bad. Well, shall we do it? Shall we get into our
1: fun topic of the day? Absolutely. Oh hell no! Bruce Brown for Finals MVP for what?
0: Bruce Brown got five points, one rebound, one of four field from the field, one of three from three, and two of his five points came from free oh, throws. I,
1: I, I, I got it. I got it.
0: Bruce Brown ain't even Bruce Bowen in the
1: finals. Let's move on.
0: He said or oh sorry, he said or KCP, who has Stop yet to it. score a point in this game.
1: Next thing you're gonna tell me, Michael Porter Jr. deserves to be finals MVP. Yeah, okay. Now
0: nah, he's gonna say Michael Porter
1: should be up should be up for the supermax. Somebody please get on the court and find Michael Porter Jr. for me. Cause he ain't been here the whole series. That's like His trying to find His team is in Miami. He got left in Sacramento, I assume, because this ain't making no
0: sense at all. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get to what I like to call the highlight of this show today. We have been talking about this. So for those who've been following us back on the pod, we used to do these top five lists. This particular topic, we easily could have went top 10. We just could have. It's very easy. Easily. And... Um your goat would talk. We we talked early and he was like, Oh, so are you guys gonna have like you know, like Dragon Ball Z and all stuff? I said, Well, if you pay attention closely, the 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 thumbnail here had Cartoon Network, had Nickelodeon, had Boomerang, you know, had yeah, no anime. We know, we know that Toonami was a big part of our childhood, but yeah. there are other shows that were a lot more iconic prior to us discovering. Dragon Ball Z, and Inuasha, and Af- and Samurai Jack, and Afro Samurai, we'll, and all these we'll,
1: other shows. You know what? We'll, 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 we'll
0: we come back to anime. Yeah, we'll come back. There'll be a whole show, because I'm going to bring John for that, because he wants to talk anime anyway, so we'll have a whole anime roundtable when it comes to that. But we are going to get into our top five childhood shows. Obviously, both of our lists will have some differences. We didn't even discuss what our top fives was because it just makes this whole thing much more compelling. It does.
1: So and I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we only had maybe
0: one show. That's the same. I was kind of thinking that and we're going to find out. So the format that we'll do this in just so everybody, when you guys continue to watch moving, excuse me, moving forward, we're going to go from five to one. He'll give his five. I'll give my five or vice versa. We'll go back and forth until we get to number one. And then we'll discuss. Yeah, I'm with it. So let's get on to number five. Well, so let's get on to number take five. Us away. Tell us your number five. I will take y'all away. This
1: is one of my favorite all-time <laughs> cartoons, obviously, because it's top five. But what makes it so classic is the theme song. I'm pretty sure Mr. GQ does not have this on his list. And that is okay. Because it probably would have made his top ten had it been the top ten. But the song simply goes, it's time for Animaniacs. And we're saying to to the the max. max. (laughs) So just sit back and relax. You laugh till you collapse. The Animaniacs. And I can keep going with the song. Animaniacs is my number five. Animaniacs is my number five because it was a show about a cartoon series on a movie lot
0: that wasn't scripted, it and was, it was hella educational.
2: Amazing.
0: It was hella educational. Like boys, we learned our fifty states from Animaniacs, countries our of the world, song. countries. We learned a lot from a show like this, and it was just these three fucking characters with three different personality. This is all pre like Ed and Nettie and all that type of stuff. Like, not, not only like that, this this this, this
1: show launched good. Pinky in the Brain. Yeah. It yeah. launched. The Pigeon, the Goodfellow show, it launched the mini show when Mindy was mean to, yeah. to animals. It launched all of that. This, like, this is, was huge to kids in the
0: 90s. This, this was massive to Warner Brothers in general. Yeah. Like, whether you talk movies, anything, Animaniacs was massive to them in general. Yeah. So, for sure. So I fucks with that. So, being the sports guy that I am, No one should be surprised by my number five, but let me give it to you anyway. Rocket Power. Everybody and their mama had that crew. Somebody was either on the skateboard, the bicycles, the scooters, or the rollerblades. You always had that crew. I was the rollerblader of the crew. Like, Rocket Power was my shit. It was a phenomenal show. It was one of those... I don't know. You had the new kid that moved in, kind of nerdy kid, but dude was end up being a phenomenal yeah. ass hockey player. Dude was catching hockey pucks with his hand and shit. You had the one cool guy Otto, like everybody wanted to be like Otto. You had the the badass tomboy chick of the show, like just like you know, just like any other normal crew you would see in any neighborhood you would go to. Like that's how like and Rocket Power for me was just it was just a dope ass show. Like, I could watch Rocket Power for hours. Like, it was just dope. I don't know why it was such a dope show. Hours was was on hours on hours.
2: Like, Rocket Power exa- was
0: the show that made for, for, for
1: black kids like ourselves. Yeah. Because we watch X Games and stuff. Rocket Power was the show that made extreme sports. Yes. Popular and cool. Because I was watching X Games. I was watching Skateboard and Rollerblade and all that before rocket power came out and everybody was like you're lame
0: that's cool when rocket power came out and everybody started watching but them same people started playing tony hawks pro skater too. yeah well and i started still got trying tony to do all and tried to do all the bmx tricks started having pegs on their bikes whoa,
1: whoa, Why, whoa, what, what was rocket the Powell? move
0: what was the I move was auto said school.
1: uh oh somebody said goat said courage Cowley dog kick batowski chavo De chavo ocho de regular, regular show." In south park yeah, we'll get to that because a lot of your list is irrelevant. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad list. Cour- not a bad Cowardly list. Dog is, Courage a Cowardly Dog would have made my my top 15 for sure. Yeah, because it, it would have made my Courage, top 15. Yeah. Courage was like a creepy-ass show to watch late at night, like right after yes, Tom and Jerry, because it was definitely kind of strange. But on to number four. You, you, you go ahead and give me your number four first because I can uh, go in number five so, first. So, so number four, and it's it's weird because it's like a, it's a I can't call it it's a childhood show, but then like it's not a childhood show. It depends on how you want to look at it. But for me, it was The Simpsons. Oh, I thought you was gonna go Family Guy. Okay, I messed no, with it. No, 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 it. not yet, not yet. So okay, The Simpsons. Because Simpsons have been around a lot longer, a whole lot longer. Like yeah, Simpsons a little around, been around like years now. So yeah, yeah, but. Every like The Simpsons was like the most adult cartoon we had, obviously, before South Park and Family Guy and Rick yep. and Morty and Futurama. Simpsons was the, was the OG. It was the OG. But for some reason, as kids, our parents allowed us to watch The Simpsons. And as an adult, you look at it and you're like, wait, we just watched a grown ass man who works at a nuclear power plant go to a bar, get drunk and do dumb shit. Like we watched this as a kid. We watched a badass toddler, like the one I got behind me right now, who was Don't driving shoot shooting Mr. Burns with a revolver. A <laughs> you got Bart, you got Bart Simpson,
2: who was like the oh, worst God. kind of kid in school,
0: doing the most. He would him and him and his principal were on a first name basis. Reminds me of my high school days with me and me and my principal. We knew each other by first name. And then you had Lisa. The know it all, the smarty pants, the valedictorian, basically like the smart one who did all the right things. And then you had Marge. Yeah, you had Marge. I don't know what to call Marge. Marge was everywhere. Some days uh, Marge was the like, yeah, you know, like some days she would hold it all together. Other days she would fall the fuck apart. Um, some other days she would. Oh, shit. We lost our co-host. All right. He'll be back in a minute. Someday she would be staring across the yard at Ned Flanders because he took his shirt off and boys didn't know that my man had a whole ass undercover build underneath that sweater that he wear all the time. Like, he's back. I'm back. I, don't, I don't know what happened there. It just went away. Hey, It happens. But yeah, but she was definitely all over the place. Oh, your goat said you picked uh, Jeff Green in a 3v3.
1: Better than Kevin Love, you jackass.
0: Oh shit. Clearly, as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, Goat and DJ Michael B have a tendency of going at it no matter what show they're on together or what chat is going on. Um so we got 53 48 at the half. Um the Denver Nuggets are up. Not too bad. Um as far as stats go, Jamal Murray has decided to awaken. Uh he yeah. has 20 points. Uh and Jokic has got 14, and no one else is in double figures. Um, For the Heat, same old two-step. Jimmy Butler's got 14. Bam Adebayo's got 13. Uh, Struess and Vincent combined for eight points. Uh, Caleb Martin's got eight. So um, the Miami Heat role players, not role players, however you want to define them, have got to come through in the second half, which I have no worries. I'm not worried about that. Second half will be pretty fire. So give us your number four, sir. Number four is one of my favorite shows
1: of all time. It is about a Milan family like myself. And the theme song goes The Proud Family. What you and me will always be tied. Family every single day and night. Okay, y'all get the gist. Come on, bro. Proud family. Do do I really need to say anything else? Wizard Keller was Magic Johnson. I don't know who Bobby was, but Bobby had the greatest song ever on. They were on the phone, you, you know, Oscar was a, a entrepreneur dad who wasn't making a lot of money. Trudy was a veterinarian. And then you had Penny and the friends. There was there was absolutely nothing that we couldn't relate to with penny and a friends.
0: Absolutely. No. Nothing. You you you've seen plenty that. of group like you've seen plenty of friend groups that are like that. Penny
1: and La Cienega had a rivalry, and we see that all the time in friend groups. Not in LXG, because we're all
0: brothers, and I hope there's none like of that in LXG. I would assume there isn't, but... Not, not that I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, so I absolutely... I'm, I'm pretty sure you you share the same sentiment. I loved The Proud Family, bro. It was... It was one of the few times we've seen a black family represented in a cartoon show.
0: Yeah, I so, mean, because I mean, we had... I mean, before that, I mean, we had movies. We had like Bebe's Kids, you know, stuff like that. But like, oh, well, then we had Wayne Head, the, B, the BJs. Wayne Head, was, Wayne Head was funny as hell. That was a dope-ass theme song, too.
1: That's the name of the dang show I yeah. couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We had, yeah. We had Lil' Bill. Lil' Bill, yep, yep. Like You know, but but the Proud family was was for us. It was modern. It was for us. It was. So who we you got, got number four? Um, I already gave you my four. We on three. And oh, we sorry. uh okay well so i'm going number three yep we on three honorable All right, mention my, for me teen titans god All damn right. my number three is teen titans oh well that's his honorable Shit. mention but it just shows who has more class so talk to us about teen titans and no we ain't talking about that whack-ass newer version of teen titans
1: no, 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 we're not talking about teen titans go hey I mean my
0: daughter have been watching the Teen Titans cartoon on HBO Max. I've been getting her put on game. So, Teen Titans was basically
1: you got to see Robin lead his own group because none no matter what anybody says, Robin was as important as Batman. And that is a fact. In 100%. any ba- in, in the Batman animated series, in the Batman animated movie series, it doesn't matter. In Teen Titans He's the leader. He runs it. They were freaking amazing. The Teen Titans was so great. Um, And Teen Titans Go! has made a freaking mockery of Teen Titans.
0: 100%. Yeah, Teen Titans Go! made a mockery of it, but Titans, the live action version, has definitely done it justice, because holy shit, Titans is dark. The storyline is initially it was it was a little weird but then it just got real real crazy real fast but if you have not watched the live action titans man are you slipping because the last season is out right now um i actually just finished it yesterday i was not happy about that i was like that that's the type of show that'll get you hooked real fast so we've seen three separate virgin versions of titans we've seen teen titans We've seen Teen Titans go and we've seen the live action, which we call Titans. Like I said, Titans is a phenomenal show. If you want to watch a live action version, the only difference between the live action and the cartoon is that Nightwing is in charge of the Nightwing of, of the Titans and Robin is just a character, not a lead, not the leader of the Teen Titans, which is how the which is how the Titan the Teen Titans were originally designed is for Nightwing to take over the team, not Robin. But if you look at how the animated movies and everything have has gone nightwing eventually kind of goes off and does his own thing and then yep. robin takes over so if you've been watching the dc animated universe you will see that this is where damian wayne took over damian Wayne, my opinion the best robin but you know that's neither here nor there just because he's so far different from every other robin that we have and it's because actually, and it's he's he's actually, dad, so what you expect? <laughs> right, so, and it's, well, it's bruce's son it's bruce's actual son but it's the fact that he's so different so Not to get too far off topic real quick, but for those who have not seen it at all, Damian Wayne is the son of Bruce and Talia, which is Ra's al Ghul's daughter. So if you haven't watched any of it, I'm telling you right now, you need to get into it. You need to watch it because you will be missing out on something phenomenal. But let me jump into my number three. My number three is going to upset some people because of it. Man, why is that not higher? Well, because it's just not. But number three for me, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, baby. I didn't go with Mighty Morphin because it wasn't a cartoon. It was a well. We just said we said child. We just we said childhood. It was. It's an important show in our childhood. It is. It definitely is. Like without question. Like and it, it's of my list. It's definitely the only one that's not animated. But it was an extremely big time childhood show. Just like my daughter's childhood is showing me JJ right now, as you guys can see. But do I do I need to dis explain to the world about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No, I don't think you should. It's so self-explanatory that if you were from if you were born anywhere from 1985 to 1994, you're very much familiar with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers like like it was a part of your life. All the series. 100, 100, 100, all of them because I mean me And most likely you as well. I mean, I was all the way up in the man Lost Galaxy, still one of my all-time favorite Power Rangers, and and for one, Lost Galaxy probably had one of the best theme songs, point blank. Period.
2: Power Rangers Mm -hmm.
1: lost Lost Galaxy.
0: Like, yeah, and then of course the Magna Defender just looked like one of the baddest motherfuckers. Like he just (laughs) the sword that turned into a shotgun. Dude had a bull for him. Like it was just it was just fire. But the original. The OG was the truth. Power Rangers, Tommy, Kimberly, Billy, Zach, like, it was just what you needed in your life. It was great. It was a part of our Saturday morning because I don't know about the rest of the world, but I know when we were kids, me and DJ Michael B Saturday started at about 7 o'clock in the morning and went till about 1.
1: 6.30, whenever uh Power Rangers in space moved back to 6.30.
0: That's true. It did move back at one point. We had to wake up a tad bit early, but we didn't give a fuck. That's the yeah. only
1: day he woke up during the week at 6.30 and didn't I'm give a damn about how tired he was.
0: He got too caught up in the kick Batowski game instead of the series. Okay. I yes, mean, sir. Cool, bro. Hey, cool story, bro. What do you? Think? All right. So my
1: number two is, hey, Kalissa. Look, he's saying hi. Hopefully one day you will watch my number two on my list. Hola. And I think you're going to appreciate yeah. this. I think all animated. All animated series. So, my number two happens to be one of the greatest theme songs ever, bruh. You understand what I say ever? It happens I, to be one of the greatest I, I, songs I'm ready for it. Ready. And the theme song basically says, call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. My man, Freaking will we- impossible.
0: Please, please.
1: That is impossible has got to be one of the
0: greatest shows of our generation. It's got to be one of the greatest theme songs of our generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. It has to be the one of the greatest song shows and the, ever. Like, the theme song and the action in the opening credits was phenomenal. Factual. So,
1: Kim Possible is my number two because I can go watch Kim Possible any time of the day, and I'll sit down and watch it for. Hours, even as an adult now, I will sit there and watch for hours.
0: I'm with it. Hey man, do, 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 do. boys had that on their phone. I don't want to hear none of that masculine shit. Boys had that shit on their phone. I still got it on my phone. What you mean? I'm just saying, like, yeah, we knew. I fucks with it. So that's that's solid. That's that's man. This is a hell. These are hella lists right here. I fucks with it. It is. Oh. so I go to number yeah. one, or you want to go with number one? Oh no! You I mean, then you ain't done yet. Yeah, we still gotta go too. So my number two. Gotta make sure she knew. So, I like that though. Kim Possible. That's hard in the paint. Like that's hard to beat. Um. So my number two is for the OGs out there, and the OGs that was born, you know, in the '80s. They got to see this when it first came out. I had to watch this a little bit later in the game. But for me, it was
2: Thundercats.
0: <sighs> Thundercats was my number two when I first watched this show. I ain't gonna lie, my man's in there, Thundercats. Oh, I was like, bro, that shit is fire. My man's sword got like five times the size of normal. Like, shit was fucking fire to me. And
1: I believe I'm you because really, you look like that now, nigga now.
0: Yeah. Well, nowadays, <laughs> well, nowadays we see them, we see the memes and the gifts that float around with like a skeletal dumbass running away and shit. Like, so oh, oh you blowing kisses to everybody. There you go. Thank you, sweetie. So It's Thundercats for me, man. Like, it was was just... I don't know what it was about that show to me that was just amazing. Like, the action... For for a show that came out in, like, the... the, I I think it was the early 80s, if I remember correctly. Like, it was kind of ahead of its time as far as the action, the storytelling. And storytelling was very much... It was was semi-mature. Like, these weren't just, like, regular, like, these are for kids stories. Like, there was some adult undertones in these stories. You know, you had your love interest going on. You know, you had, you know, bullshit going on, betrayals going on, like shit that we weren't prepared for, you know, when we were little because we, ex- we weren't experienced in life yet. But Thundercats got you ready for all those things because all that shit happened on the regular. So now we move on to numero uno. There's a little Spanish for you for the day. The number ones, I'm actually legitimately... Interested in what your number one is going to be, as he gets some allergies out of his system.
2: But yeah, well, for the sake
0: of how this goes, I must reveal my, my number one before he does.
1: My my number one is split because I got a one okay. A 1B and one B, and a one C and one D.
0: And got four.
1: Well, 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 I'm to explain why I got four because they cut co- because both of them they come from the same franchise, but they're two different. they four different. Di- two of them. And two of them come from the same franchise, but they're two different shows. Right? You so know how I go. Number one happens to be the greatest cartoon of them all. Mm. This is the definition of on site. <clears throat> I am talking about the greatest chase of them all, the cat. And the mouse, and the reason why there's a one A, one B, one C, and one D, is because you can't have Tom and Jerry without having Tom and Jerry kids as well, right? And it's it's the same franchise. It's just one of them is when they're younger, and one of them is when they're old. So you got Tom and Jerry, and then you got it's the Tom and Jerry kids. The Tom and Jerry kids are all if, if you. you you grew up in my area. You know about Tom and Jerry kids. Oh yeah, no, hundred
0: percent. Those and are... then of
1: course the next franchise. I mean, this is. I, I think this is pretty obvious. Scooby Doo, Doo. Where are you? But wait, the greatest Scooby Doo song and series of them all. Scooby named Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo Scooby Doo Scooby Doo There's a mystery in town. So call the greatest pup around and Scooby a pup named Scooby. That's why there's four of them hey, a because pup named pup and was franchise two and two Scooby-Doo yeah. and Tom and Jerry are the goats of children cartoons. My mom watched Scooby-Doo. Where, Where are you? And I watched Scooby-Doo. Where are you? My mom loved the pup named Scooby-Doo. And I love the pup named Scooby-Doo. She loved Tom and Jerry and Tom and Jerry kids. I love Tom and Jerry and Tom and Jerry kids. And for those of y'all, they talking about what happened to Tiny Toon Adventures, what happened to Looney Tunes, this and that. Yeah, well, they didn't make the list. Hey, I love it's,
2: Looney Tunes. It's,
0: it's, it's our top five. You can have whatever you like for your top five. Pick and choose what you like. So let's round this out. And it's ironic. It's not ironic. It's not ironic to me. It's, 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 so for me, it's very simple. My number one, because it still relates to my adult life as it is now, still. And it is Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, of course. I knew that was gonna so, come up. <laughs> no, so and and while I'm giving you my number one, I'll give you my honorable mention because the, my honorable mention was my first love into action cartoon shows. And it was also, in my opinion, just like how you said what you said about Kim Possible and the greatest theme song, I was a big fan of this theme song and I thought it was one of the greatest theme songs of all time. And it'll be original. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon baby.
1: Oh my! Teenage Mutant, mutant Ninja, Ninja, turtles. Ninja
0: Turtles, like, hey, phenomenal show. Before I fell in into just obsession with all things Batman, Ninja Turtles was my first obsession. I had the backpacks, the lunch kits. I had all the toys. I had the turtles that turned into manhole covers. Like I had them into manhole covers. I had the big ass heads that opened up into the little toys with the little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles inside the little areas with all the bad guys. Like I had every single Ninja Turtle thing that was out. I wore the shirts. Like if I wasn't wearing a WWF shirt, I was wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt. Like I had that game too. Like I was ridiculously obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. I don't know why. I, I didn't grow up with three brothers. I didn't have a crew like that at the time. Not, not yet. Like it was just watching these four turtles fight this one fucking guy who was whooping their ass. No matter what, Shredder they was kicking their ass. Shredder, hey, Shredder, Shredder was the truth, bro. Shredder was like, excuse me, Shredder was fart like feel. Yeah, like Shredder was like Darth Vader. No matter what you did, you couldn't fuck with him. I'm like Yeah, you tell him. You are gonna get introduced to it too, but. Like I said, Batman the Animated Series is my all-time because, one, I'm a Batman junkie. Batman is my guy. Always has been. I carry a pop of Batman in my work bag. He goes with me everywhere. He's been on deployments with me. He has been on hurricane missions with me. Like, he has been everywhere with me. That is my dog. What about Beyond? I love Batman Beyond. I do, too. Batman Beyond is my second favorite Batman. So, like, there's Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Shout out to everybody. There's the Batman. For me, there's the Batman, which is actually pretty damn good as well. Those are my three favorite Batmans that have ever come out. Then, of course, there's all the movies. I can't even rate the movies for you because they're all great. Girl, girl, stop breaking stuff. This is what happens when you have kids, folks. All right. Just so y'all know. Bye, Calissa. She'll be back. But by the time she comes back, we'll be done with the show. he see we see we haven't we haven't got we're not talking about anime, right? Not not necessarily. Like there's yes, cartoons are considered animated shows, but anime has become its own category because it's so vast. So we will have a separate top five when we talk about anime. And, you want to do that next? Um, Maybe because there is a good chance that we have an interview next week. So oh right, 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 right. So we we'll we'll have to push that one back just a little bit. But he's right. GT. But see, here's the thing. I'm gonna address it just because GT is underrated only to the casual watcher of Dragon Ball Z. It just is because Dragon Ball GT is fire. Like if you didn't watch Dragon Ball GT, I feel sorry for you because if you thought Dragon Ball Super. Was as amazing as it is. You need to go back and watch Dragon Ball GT. There was a lot of shit that happened in Dragon Ball GT that was amazing. There was a lot of good stuff in Dragon Ball GT, but there was a lot of bad stuff in
1: Dragon Ball GT. Like the baby saga, the baby saga's amazing. Oh, man, Omega Shinron
0: saga is amazing. Dude, Omega uh, Shenron saga is amazing. Omega Shenron is arguably one of the best sagas across the board. Ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Across the board, like that. Like it's up there with the Brawley one. It's up there with Cell. Like it's up there with the Majin Buu saga, which for me the Majin Buu saga is like the goat of sagas. But that's just because uh, there was so many. I lean, I lean, I lean with the Cell saga. I do, no, and I love, I love the Cell saga. But like it was just more. I hate to say there were more layers, but it. I have a personal feelings towards it because it introduced the world to my all time favorite version of Vegeta, which is Majin Vegeta. So that's where my, yeah. I mean, but I get it because. I mean, and that's true.
1: Other than Frieza, Majin Boo is the only other person to successfully blow up the damn
0: earth. Fuck the bullshit. Kid Boo was a motherfucker. Kid Boo was that guy, bro. No, Kid Boo fucked Kid Buu, the shit up. <laughs> I feel like, bro, Kid Boo, if Kid Boo was a little bit stronger, Kid Boo would have fucked everything up. There wouldn't have been nothing left. What the fact of the matter is, Kid Boo killed the whole earth. Yeah. Jumped to the afterlife and started whooping everybody ass again. Bro, when you when you say, you know what? I'm going to put this halo on and go whoop some more ass. Bro. Oh, like Facts. Kid Boo is him. 100%. Yeah. Kid <laughs> said, oh, you thought this ass whooping was over? I'm going to follow you to the afterlife and I'm going to beat your ass again. When you go to only the grave, reason, I'm going to beat your ass in the grave too.
1: Only reason why I mess with Cell more than Kid Buu and people could think what they want to think, and I think you, I think you gonna fuck with this point. Cell sat in the middle of the ring for seven days, waiting on these niggas to get stronger to come test his gangster. Yeah,
0: that's he
1: was crazy. like, you know what, y'all niggas gonna do what y'all got to do, and I'm gonna be right here waiting on
0: you to come test this. Look, get the, get the hell out the chat with that shit. It's Super Saiyan, Saiyan man, man, by the way, he is. Man, nah, he ain't him. The great saying man is him. Nah, yeah, lame. He, he lame as wise. hell. Box office wise, he's him because he had his own movie. Can't even hate. He messed up my. He messed up my boy. Hey, Android eighteen couldn't catch a break. Eighteen was getting clapped all around the place.
1: Everybody wanted to clap eighteen. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Hey, everybody, wanted hey, Krillin, Pause. Pause. Krillin, Krillin Clap the
1: robot dog. I can't even.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and got a kid. Oh my God. Oh, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is how we are going to wrap up this show. Make sure y'all let us know. Hey, jump in the chats. Hey, man, shoot us a message. Let us know what your top five is, man. I'm just curious to see. Your top five should be different from the our top fives. That's just the way this whole thing is broken out. But check us out. Tune in next week. We got some more great things coming down for you. We are either going to have another one of them beautiful From the Sideline Chronicles going down, or we'll come up with another top five list just because it's that time of year. So with all that being said, shout out to the chat. We appreciate y'all for being live and in color, being active with us. Make sure you are like, subscribe, following us on the TikTok, the YouTube, the Discord, the IG, the Facebook, where we at? We all over the place. You can catch us on iHeartRadio, catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you catch your podcast, because the audio version will be available for those who can't catch the live stream. We here, we live, we not going nowhere. From the sidelines, it's taking over. Make sure you bookmark that. I said it and I'm gonna keep saying it because when it happened. Don't be surprised. So all y'all that ain't been supporting us, when we blow up, don't be trying to borrow some free clout from us because you ain't going to get it. If you ever right. listen to the audio version of Gentlemen's Talk, I don't give out free clout. Ain't who I am. You got to earn that. But I am the CEO of Hoochie Daddy Incorporated. It is our season. Make sure if your shorts are five inches and under, you flaunt them things because that's what we do in the Hoochie Daddy world. Five inch inseams and shorter. If you really want to get bold, you drop some of them three inch inseams. Make sure if you know if you um if you blessed, make sure you tuck it accordingly. You don't want the thing slipping out. But that's who I am, Mr. GQ. <laughs> oh my God. Um,
1: I have nothing to say other than hey, live on location, even though we got the 31st for uh raw. Live on location, y'all going to see a lot of videos of this July 8th My oh. girl Kalisha, Jeremy's yeah. daughter, Kalisha, the gentleman's talk baby. That's my girl right there. You know, um, we are going to be live on location. We're going to record, and with lxg we're going to have fun. So make sure you watch out for that. I oh, yeah. am the platinum card holder of Fuck Around and Find Out DJ Micah B, and of course
0: the resident DJ are from the sidelines. My dog And we out When I'm in my zone I feel like I'm alone I feel like I'm unknown To the world that's full of clones My originalities focus on principalities Broken, I'm lonely My heart and soul to the game That's scared to pay it back and better is a motherfucker The strength to go on and believing in the love.